0: Prepare yourself for a perfect grade podcast as we talk about fans of Gunpla. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fanthropological. I am Nick G, and thank you once again for tuning in listen to three nicks talk all about a fandom uh this week it's going to be fans of gunpla and here with me to talk about that are my two best friends nick t i'm super deformed
1: <laughs> Good boy.
0: i mean i hope i'm not but you know we'll see how this goes no comment and nick z
1: <laughs> well today's show might be 135th the size but i sure do hope that it'll be more than a one-eighth the fun <laughs>
2: These are amazing. <laughs>
3: this is the quality puns that everyone tunes in for.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally be perfect, right? And <laughs> special guest joining us today, author, blogger, panelist, and founder of Gunpaw 101, a tutorial site that introduces people to the art and craft of building plastic models based on the Gundam anime franchise, Lauren Arsini. Lauren, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. And unlike when I'm building Gunpla, I probably won't cut myself on this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed.
3: That hasn't happened in forever. I'm just going <laughs> to
0: four for four.
3: Ah, it's, it's usually really. three for three, but not four for four. <laughs> a thousand
0: percent batting average. All right. A thousand. Perfect.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start us off with a little bit of background about Gunpla. As it turns out, this week when I was doing the research... I found a really good article that kind of describes what it is in the history and uh, as I scrolled up to the top of the page I discovered that it was written by Lauren because it was on the gunpla 101 (laughs) website glad to help so Lauren thank you very much for making the research this week very easy (laughs) from the article the history of gunpla mobile suit Gundam was the first Gundam series ever aired in 1979 and less than a year later the first gunpla kit appeared And for the past 30 years, people of all ages have continued to enjoy this unusual hobby. For those who do not know, the word Gunpla was coined at the same time as the first kit. Like cosplay, it is a Japanese amalgamation of two English words, Gundam and plastic, as in plastic model. The first Gunpla, released in July 1980, cost just 300 yen, or about $3. The earliest Gunpla kits released between 1980 and 1989 are nothing like the ones built today. Instead of snapping together, they had to be glued together with cement. And apparently they were all one color so you needed to paint them first uh, there are a variety of grades which we will come back to later the first real grade showed up just recently in 2010 it was designed to be a step up from high grade in terms of realism without being as complicated as master grade I butchered that but if you do want to check that out you can go to Gunpla 101 and look for the history of Gunpla and it has like a lot of information about Gunpla but that should be enough to get us started for anybody listening and who doesn't know what Gunpla is i also looked up some search data in terms of fandom facts just to give us an idea of whether or not gunpla is getting more or less popular it's not the best yardstick but it is a yardstick that we have uh, and it's a bit tricky because you know google trends which is the yardstick we use only goes back to 2004 and gunpla has existed for 30 years Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but looking at the search data it's grown in popularity by about 50 percent since 2004 There was, like, a weird spike in September of 2013, and I don't know why. Lauren, do you know what might have happened around then that would cause a sudden increase in popularity? Hmm. Is that when you released your blog?
2: (laughs) Blog started in 2014. Uh. Was that when Gundam Build Fighters started?
3: I don't know. Let's find out.
2: Gundam Build Fighters is the first Gundam show not to star teenagers who are fighting giant mobile suits in a war. But people who are just building models of those mobile suits and having fun. What? Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: So they they are fans who build the plastic models. And I think that was 2013.
3: That does line up. It says the original run was October seventh, twenty thirteen to March thirty first, twenty fourteen. So that could be it.
2: Mm-hmm. Because for the first time it wasn't a show about giant robots. It was a show about, you know, arts and crafts and teamwork kind of a bit of a sports anime too but they use the word gunpla all the time maybe people wanted to know hmm.
3: that would make a lot of sense i was i think i was reading a review of one of the gundam build fighters and the person was complaining that it's like in this universe the gundam anime doesn't exist <laughs> just well just the gunpla there's a weird criticism of it
2: i feel like it does though because <laughs> why did all these people become fans
3: like, maybe it was just that the show didn't specifically mention?
0: I don't know. I'd have to find the review again. The question I have about this show is, did it introduce any new models?
2: <laughs> okay, so that's the thing. It kind of patchworked together custom models Ooh. based on earlier mm-hmm. versions. So I think it was the build strike was the first one they introduced in that show. So it was kind of like the strike freedom,
4: mm-hmm.
2: which was from, from Seed. Okay, yeah. And just had different parts. Sometimes they'll like merge two together. You know, it's it's been a while since I've seen that show. Right now I'm watching Gundam Build Divers, which is about an MMORPG where people build Gunpla and then log online and use those Gunpla in their computers.
0: Whoa. Cool. Oh. Okay, I thought you meant they logged on and then played characters that built Gunpla. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, that would be a little too meta.
3: That's uh, the train simulator of
0: the Gundam world. <laughs> I love that there are shows about this. Like, not Gundam shows, but like about building Gunpla.
2: Yeah, it's it's really like a love letter to the Gundam universe. And there's a column that I have my friend Tom Asnoble writing for Gunpla 101 called Deep Dive. Get it? Because it's Gundam Build Divers. Ah. And he just <laughs> points out all the references you see in each episode they'll just show these cameos of really obscure suits from elsewhere in the gundam multiverse Mm -hmm. and he spots all of them wow it's so obvious that the people who are creating these shows have been watching gundam shows for years and probably build gunpla themselves because these are some deep cuts wow amazing
0: I was going to say it's like a Gundam Ready Player One, but I cannot verify (laughs) the deepness of the cuts in Ready Player One.
2: You know, the original Gundam did did appear in Ready Player One. Oh, did it? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. the RX-78-2. That's the first Gundam from the year 1979. And they're like, Amuro Ray, get in the Gundam. And he's like, well, I don't want to pilot the Gundam. Now you see Evangelion got it. (laughs)
3: All right, I now can relate everything in Gundam. It's just even... No, it's, that's not how it works. <laughs> I also looked up which countries are looking up more Gunpla stuff. Shockingly, or I should say unsurprisingly, Japan is the country that looks up Gunpla the most by a very large margin. Mm-hmm. Then Hong Kong, Singapore, Philippines, Malaysia, South Korea, Thailand, China, Indonesia, and Taiwan. But the surprising part to me was in 11th place was canada what? hey and in 13th place was the united states which for me is surprising because they're so far up there relative to other countries
0: uh where does singapore appear on the yeah oh uh third yeah
3: and
2: what was the philippines fourth philippines is fourth okay because for gunpla 101's search statistics most of our readers are from america which makes sense because i'm in america and i tell my friends about it but second is the philippines
3: I guess Bandai has different home offices in different countries, but not a ton of countries. Hmm. Or P-offices, is that what they were called? P-Bandai? Yeah, P-Bandai.
2: As in Plamo?
3: Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I try to find fan demographics, but much like when you were trying to find demographics about anime conventions, it's really hard to do.
2: Definitely. I can look up the demographics real quick for Gunpla 101, if you hear me typing. (laughs) I'm going to try to type while I'm not talking, so you don't hear it in the rest of the recording.
3: Okay, I mean, uh, we are no strangers to doing research in the middle of a podcast.
0: <laughs> I'd be disappointed if we if one went and didn't. Do.
3: Oh boy, I did find something on the GunPlus subreddit. Uh, I found two things actually. One person had mentioned uh, they referenced some demographics in Japan, and so they had a data comparison of age in 2010 and 2015, like the distribution of folks. And in Japan, the largest group of folks is aged 40 to 50 at about 30%, followed by 30 to 40 with 22%, and then folks aged 20 to 30 at about 20%. But what was really interesting is that I would have thought that people are like aging out necessarily, so people age up, but then less people are coming in at younger ages. But it turns out that since they have those two timescales, that's not the case. People are just growing up with the fandom, and then new people are coming in to replace them. Hmm. Hmm. So that's good, because we've talked about some fandoms where, uh, actually last week we were talking about Galaga, and uh, our guest yeah. was like, actually, this is probably just going to die out. It'll just be over one day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, this is why we all need to be like the Homestuck of our fandoms. So remember when Homestuck was like, let me tell you about Homestuck. Whoa. And yeah, we would man. make fun of them. But we need to find people to replace us, you know? That's true. Or else the fandom dies with us.
0: You need a Homestuck level zeal.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so I was just looking up the demographics, and Mm. for Gumpel101, the largest demographic, 33.5%, are 25 to 34 years old, followed by 18 to 24, and Mm. it's 54% male and 46% female.
0: Hmm. That's pretty even.
2: I mean, not everyone tells Google what their gender is, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's true, so it's making some assumptions.
2: Yeah, Google thought I was a dude until I went in ah. and told it. Because, you know, I, I look up a lot of tech stuff.
0: Interesting. Oh, to assume based on your interests.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Rude.
2: It tries to assume.
1: Yeah, I guess that makes sense, but it's not exactly a perfect system. Well, that's,
3: that's the dystopian system that we live in, <laughs> and we have to work within it. Oh, boy. Hmm. I mean, we don't have to, but we happen to. <laughs>
0: In terms of you saying, like, oh, I thought maybe it would kind of, like, die off or, like, not grow, but, like, new people are coming in. And I was wondering if that had to do with, like, the fact that they seem to keep adding grades. Mm. Like, a bunch of the grades are, like, fairly recent.
2: If I had to say the biggest change in Gunpla is that around 2013, along with Gundam Build Fighters coming out, they introduced a new type of high grade. High grade is kind of the, the best entry mode. Even though high-grade sounds lofty, Mm -hmm. it is the most basic. Like, you could build one in an hour with a little practice. And they just did a lot of, of technological improvements around that time. Like, something called the, is it the Kusabi Gate System? Gates are the little nubs that connect the part of the Gundam that you cut out of the plastic that it comes in. Yeah. They made it thinner and smaller, so you don't get these little spots on your Gundam as much. It comes out cleaner, mm-hmm. and you're able to do a better job without trying as hard. Whenever people ask me if I think they should start with older models, I say no. Look for something that was built after 2010, is what I usually say. Because kits have improved so much that it's, it's easier to have a nicer kit with less effort. And, you know, I want people to have fun with it. So I tell them, you know, try to try to get a newer kit. They're like, well, I want to build something from G Gundam. You know, everyone loves G Gundam. And I'm like, well, why don't you pick something from the new show, Gundam Build Divers, that is inspired by G Gundam? Hmm. Just because it's going to be simpler, easier to build, and look nicer, and be more poseable. Because they've just done so much. Yeah. I think it was called the Wedge Gate system. I think that's what Kasabi stands for. Okay. And they have better plastics now that are more bendable. Mm-hmm. They don't break or crack as often. The stickers stay longer. And then when you get to Master Grades, like old Master Grades, Master Grades are, are a step, up, a few steps up, really, from High Grade.
4: Okay.
2: Like I always tell people, like if you've built like five or ten High Grades, you can move on to a Master Grade, mm-hmm. and those. <laughs> like like those take me weeks to build. Wow. Though I don't work on them every day. Mm-hmm. And actually time isn't a really good idea of how difficult a Gundam is because I don't know if you know about the Gundam Wing age when <laughs> they had these they had these terrible commercials on TV. And and yeah, there is something kind of like non-intuitive about the idea of super deformed high grade, real grade, master grade. So instead, mm-hmm. Toys R Us and other companies decided, we're going to market Gundam in the United States here in the year 2000 as level one through level nine and talk about how long they take to build. So there were these like very like cyberpunk ads that were like, level seven, two hours.
4: <laughs> oh.
2: And they just showed kids... They look like skater kids, you know, very 90s looking stuff. Mm
4: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And of course, like in Game Informer and stuff, you would see these, (laughs) these very vintage looking ads. One was like, be careful. And it showed two life-size Gundams fighting in somebody's house. (laughs)
4: Like,
2: this is what might happen, you know, (laughs) I'm talking about. An article that a contributor wrote for my site, Gunpla One Hundred and One. He does like the history and anime podcast.
0: Oh man! When I was reading through all the grades, was, like they're all they all mean something that's good, or like like, like of a good level, like right. high, real master. Like not, like like they're not going to call anything low grade, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but I was like. You know, as soon as you get get into it at all, I'm sure it's not hard to remember. I'm like, Would it be easier if it was numbers? But I feel like throwing down a gauntlet of see if you can make this because it takes so long is not a great way to get people into it.
2: Yeah, it all sounds very intimidating. High grade does not sound like the one you'd start with. No. But take my word. I found the thing I was talking about. It was written by Dustin. And as you see, there's this kind of tough looking 90s magazine ad here that shows life-size Gundams kind of on fire. This house is a mess. You can see a small car outside implying the the Gundams are giant, and it has the (laughs) threat. Careful where you build them! Oh, man. Because they were trying to, like, market them kind of like G.I. Joe stuff or Hot Wheels. and
0: But these are the models, right?
2: Yeah, these are the models. They are small one 144 models
0: the tagline is what's your level of commitment <laughs> <laughs> yeah Holy maybe not cool. the way to sell stuff oh, i boy. mean
2: I, are we entering a relationship here yeah. this is serious this is
0: a lot
3: <laughs> i was literally gonna oh. say it's like well you know there's uh dating and then there's engaged yeah. and then there's married like those yeah, that's oh. the difficulty grades and then oh, there's gun blood, blood.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly
2: yeah i just want to make sure you're committed that's not really a great way to invite people into a fandom. Yeah. Let's, like, build some hobby models together. But first, I need to know, are you committed?
0: Look, you're not going to take this seriously. I don't want your money. Oh, man.
2: This was kind of a misstep. and I think they just had a hard time trying to figure out how to bring Gunpla to the Western world. Today, I think what really made it catch on more is that well, okay, Gunpla are cheap. You can build SD kits for, like, $5.
0: Pretty good. Wow.
2: You can get them at Barnes & Noble now. What? Oh, wow. You could get them online. Right Stuff has them. Gundam Planet is a good place to get them. I get a lot of them on Amazon. They're easier. You know, my, my site, Gunpla 101, is showing people really how they can level up the way they build. Such as, like, using a thin marker to draw into the grooves on the plastic and give it more definition Okay. or to use different like tiny little pliers in order to get a cleaner cut but really you could just like twist them right out of the plastic you don't have to have a high level of commitment these things snap together meanwhile if you're building like world war ii models and stuff and you need to get out the paint and stuff what we're always telling people at Gunpla 101 is really anyone can build Gunpla, and however you want to build them is fine. You can, like, spray paint them. You can build a diorama for it to sit on. <laughs> you can get really elaborate, and a lot of people do. We have a tutorial on here about creating a Gunpla that looks like a galaxy pattern on it. Cool but you don't have to do that, and I think that's what the appeal of Gunpla finally ultimately is and what's making it more popular now
3: Why? that's the interesting thing too because before I'd done any of the research I thought to myself okay these are models my only experience for models is at a very young age being given like a, a race car or something a plastic model and you have to get the cement glue and you have to put all the pieces mm-hmm. together and it's really fiddly and the thing that you end up making is really flimsy and it's not really a toy for a well it's definitely not a toy but it's also not really something that i remember being super proud of whereas these snap together models are like fairly articulate and very detailed and look really impressive by comparison and are a lot easier to do
2: yes that's happened over time i actually have a bunch of of 80s models i have some that are my age i'm really dating myself yes i was born in the 80s and
3: you're in good company you know
2: who else was born in the 80s a bunch of uh a bunch of gunpla from zeta gundam
3: Ooh.
2: and i built one just to see the psycho gundam great name right I'll and it's it. completely purple <laughs> mm-hmm. that's all it came in it was just like today you you buy a kit and it's got a lot of different colors of plastic And maybe little stickers to add definition, and it all snaps together. But this is just, it's completely purple. It shows me a painting guide to get the parts that are supposed to be red and white, the colors they need to be. I need to use a lot of, like, cement glue. And then at the end, like, its knees don't even bend. (laughs) No. Yeah. So... Over time, they've just gotten so much nicer. And I think, yeah, I mean, these old ads ask what your level of commitment is. And I think the thing is, now you don't have to have a lot of level of commitment. You go to the anime convention, you buy one of these from the dealer's room for like $15, and you build it in an afternoon, and you can like move its joints around and put it in a cool pose.
0: Yeah, as soon as I heard models, I think of what you just described with the 80s version of just like... Mm. You have to paint it. You have to, like, glue it all together. And, like, that sounds horrible to
2: me. Yeah, I mean, some people love it. Some people still do this. Like, one of our contributors just won an award at Anime Expo for her model. She took a perfect grade, which is, you know, these things are not only very difficult to build, but also very expensive. Like, say, $200 (laughs) for the average one. Then she kind of distressed it a ton, She opened up some old USB cables and glued wires to it so it looked like it was just totally falling apart. Painted it. Put moss all over it like it's just been sitting there forever.
3: What? Cool.
2: That's the other end of the spectrum. You can do that or you could just snap something together.
3: (laughs) Man. I feel like you can take many different fandoms and if you wanted to you could simplify them like that. Like cosplay. Because you could be like oh well on the one hand you could do this or on the other hand you can like make this armor, weather it, detail it, etc.
2: <laughs> yeah, or you could buy a Naruto cosplay on on Amazon or yeah. uh, Alibaba or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And we don't say that one of those people isn't a cosplayer. Okay, well, some people would. And that's kind of why I started Gunpla 101. Mm-hmm. I was on Tumblr and I saw this blog that was called Like, Gumball nightmares or Gumball mistakes. And it's like, can you believe this person put up their crappy Gumball on the internet and took a picture and wanted to share it with people? And looks like Mm. this. And I'm like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I don't even put that much effort into mine. Sometimes I will. Sometimes I'll paint stuff. There was one I customized with metallic paint. But what I'm always telling people is, like, we're not experts. Sometimes our contributors are pros, but... You don't have to be. And that doesn't mean you're not in the hobby. It's like, oh, you like Dragon Ball. Can you name um, <laughs> every person who's ever played the dub voice of, of Vegeta? <laughs>
3: Is the answer Chris Sabat? It's not
0: Chris Sabat. It's...
2: it's not just Chris Sabat. I mean,
0: <laughs> guess what? T, you're not a Dragon Ball fan.
2: <laughs> ah, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, <we're... laughs> well established on this podcast. gatekeepers go to <laughs> 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 there's no need for that stuff open arms please but yeah like, like your goal is to make it accessible right
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and even today our most popular tutorials are the very basic things
4: mm-hmm.
2: like over time I've kind of run out of really basic tutorials to write so we've branched out into more complicated stuff but people are always telling me I love your panel line tutorial which is just how to draw on your Gundam with markers and then kind of rub it out with a tissue Mm -hmm. And it just looks more defined. And that does not take very much work. Mm -hmm. I love that because it scratches the surface of how you can just do one little thing to your Gunpla to really make it pop and really be proud of what you did. Give it some personality and some individuality.
0: Yeah, because that's one of the the things that I was thinking when I was looking this up is like it's it's, what I thought was it's kind of like classical music, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to achieve that piece, but there's, like, lots of little subtleties in how you get there. But then you just describe that, like, that insane uh, uh, moss-covered thing. I'm like, oh, no, it's jazz. Once (laughs) once you've made it, you can Mm -hmm. do whatever you want with it.
2: Yeah, I just built a gunpla, and I I lit it on fire, just to give it some battle damage.
1: Ooh. I thought you meant to destroy it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Making some sort of statement.
2: Yeah, it's a political statement that war is bad. (laughs) Cool it's hey? just a video of, of me lighting a gundam on fire
3: <laughs> isn't that every every gundam series <laughs> war bad don't do wars speaking of which i did find a little bit of data not about gunpla in particular but about uh fans of gundam from the gunpla subreddit anybody want to take a guess at what was the gundam anime that most folks saw gundam wing okay we got one for gundam wing
2: Oh, absolutely, Gundam Wing.
3: Okay, we got two for Gundam Wing. Z, are you going to dissent? Sure. G Gundam. G Gundam. Oh. I think, Z, you got the fourth place candidate. (laughs) Yes, it was was Gundam Wing. 42.1% had seen that, followed by Mobile Suit Gundam. I believe that's the original. 14.2%. Mobile Suit Gundam Seed and Seed Destiny at 12.7%. And then G Gundam at some percentage I don't remember in fourth place.
2: Hmm. I bet that'd be different if that were just Canada, because Seed was huge in Canada, but it was not huge in America.
0: Really? Oh, interesting.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I could make some guesses because there's a lot less television in Canada, so since it would have aired on YTV, it's like, okay, you've already seen Gundam Wing because we aired that too, and now you can watch Gundam Seed after school as well, Mm -hmm. whereas I imagine in the States, if you had to watch it through a certain channel... It was less available, then it wouldn't be as popular.
2: Uh, it was a podcast about it, about why Gundam Seed was just really big in Canada. It's the oh my goodness, it's playing, it's playing sound, it's playing the podcast. I'm oh. sorry, I'll link it after. Oh, no worries. But apparently, bigger in Canada than than here. But okay, I wanted <laughs> to say something about Gundam Wing. I'm the guest, so I'm just gonna keep. Yeah, no, go for it. Go top, sure. <laughs> I got to do an interview with the product manager for Bluefin a few years ago for Anime News Network. Bluefin is the only official distributor of Gunpla models in America. Ooh, okay. So I asked him, what are the most popular models? And he said, well, even today, and this was in 2016, but still, Gundam Wing. Most importantly, Death Scythe Hell is (laughs) our most popular model in the year 2016. And I mean, I guess that makes sense because... Gundam Wing was such an introduction for so many people. It's true. People still love those kits. Second, though, interestingly, was Astray Gundam. Now, do you know what Astray Gundam is from?
3: Uh, Is that from Gundam Seed?
2: I mean, kinda. It's from from a manga. And a manga that hasn't been in print in English for years. Nobody has read Gundam Astray, but it's this cool-looking gunpla with, like, samurai-looking accessories and stuff. And everyone thinks it's so cool that they buy it, and I love that because people ask me, "Do I have to have watched the show if I want to build a gunpla?" And the answer is no. If you think a gunpla looks cool, you can build it.
0: That was my famous last words uh, from last week. Before we did the research, I was like, Are the people who don't care about the Gundam show who build gunpla? And yeah, there seem to be lots of people who are just yeah. like, "Heck, that's cool." <laughs>
2: Yeah, they have so many for everyone too like they have the bear guys which are it's kind of hard to describe they're based on an aquatic kit from Mobile Suit Gundam the original and Mm -hmm. they kind of gave them teddy bear heads and now they come in like all these candy colors I have (laughs) I have like 20 of them because I can't stop but I mean that's just it's just cute and cool and you might want to have that around your house just for the heck of it I have one with a mustache and a top hat and a cane
0: (laughs) That's
2: fantastic. That's Papa Guy is his name. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would not have expected Gundam Wing to be as popular today. Like i we, as part of the facts, I often look up, oh, it's like, you know, how many fanfics are written about this mm. particular topic. And this one was weird because we're talking about Gunpla, and Gunpla's is not Gundam, but it's there's an intersection of that and Gundam. And I found a bunch of fan works related to the Gundam series, and there's over 6,000 on Archive of Our Own, most of which are related to Gundam Wing. Man, that's still super surprising.
0: I uh, just put together that Death Scythe is Duo Maxwell's Gundam, so hell yes, I'm super stoked about that. (laughs) Big Duo Maxwell fan, I'm sorry.
2: Same here. Yeah, he's my favorite one. When I was in middle school, we all picked a Gundam boy, you know, to be our our boyfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. I got to pick first, actually, so that's how I got duo. It was very popular, and then my friend who picked last was stuck with Wu Fei.
0: No, nah, well. no one likes <laughs> Wu Someone's got to be <laughs> good. Old Scott McNeil
3: doing his his crazy voices. <laughs> that was pretty much all I had for facts, but I was gonna ask a question because when we were doing the research, I wasn't really sure. You know, Gunpla has Gundam right in the name, but. Is that all that there is? And you mentioned these bears that are based off of some Gundams from the original series. I'm looking at the one you sent us, by the way. It's it's incredible. <laughs> As a fan of Gunpla, first of all, are there other model kits? And do you build those?
2: I don't, but Bandai definitely sells them. Like, there'll be <laughs> Evangelion stuff and Macross stuff. Even today. Um, yeah, I think those are those are some of the bigger ones. I always see them when I'm creating my monthly pre-order guide of which new Gunpla are coming out, because there are some every single month, and while I'm looking at those, I'll see that Bandai has released a bunch of other stuff from other mecha shows, too. But I don't know if those are, like, the same grades. They're definitely the same scale, but, you know, the whole high-grade, master-grade, perfect-grade thing, I think, is just... uh, Gunpla. so i feel very at home building those and knowing what i'm getting into how difficult something's going to be mm-hmm. how long it's going to take me
0: you have your expectations set
2: mm-hmm. they do so much stuff like they have a line i forget what it's called even something graph maybe where they just have like the cars and transport vehicles that appear mm-hmm. in gundam shows <laughs> i mean why not Yeah, one new thing they have is the RE-100 series, which is they produce gunpla of things that were too large or unwieldy or too elaborate to Mm -hmm. be made into high grades, but need the same level of relative simplicity. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when I wrote that article that you were getting your effects from, real grade was the newest thing, but now it's RE-100. And... Well actually no they just created a new version of super deformed kits <laughs> called cross silhouette. I mean they're always going to be creating new stuff because this stuff sells. <laughs> I have some facts like let me find some of my facts about this because I was I was actually just just gave a panel about about Gunpla anime next. Ooh. And uh I always give these with my husband, John, who was the other co-founder of Gundam 101. Mm-hmm. I met him in college. He was the president of the anime club, and his AIM name was Camille Zeta. I was like, is that a girl's name?
3: <laughs>
2: Do you get it? Do you get it? That's a Gundam joke.
3: I got the Zeta part.
2: The joke is that Camille, the protagonist of Zeta Gundam, like punches a guy for saying his name sounds like a girl's name. Then he defects to the yeah. other side of the war and pilots a Gundam and... Things really take a turn after that. A turn, eh? <laughs> That's my favorite one.
3: I really got into Gundam when Gundam Wing came out, and there was the site that existed, but no longer exists, but probably exists in a new form because there's like different wikis for every fandom now. Mm-hmm. But I remember just like pouring over all of these designs from Gundams from series I'd never seen, and like alternate drawings of the same. Gundams like whether it be the manga interpretation or the anime or whatever I was just like really fascinated with all of them and the turn A one came up a lot with this mustache
2: yeah that was actually designed by uh, Sid Mead you know the guy who did like Tron and Alien and uh, the technical design for all that yeah he was he was the designer for a lot of the suits in turn A which makes it a particularly unusual looking series
0: man I bet Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, for example, the main one, the turn A, has a mustache. Just a white mustache. (laughs) Okay, I found some good facts. Did you know that by 2015, 450 million Gunpla kits had been sold?
0: Mm, Bang! That's a lot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw your eye twitch a little bit. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, 450 million, it's kind of a large number. Yeah, and that's 2,000 different kits and counting that they have made
3: that's like more than 200,000 units per model right math i'm not i'm mm-hmm. doing math on the fly is something i've gone on record as not being good at
2: <laughs> it's okay someone will listen in and do the math correctly <laughs> correct yeah so did you know that all of those 450 million kits that were sold were produced at the Bandai Hobby Center in Shizuoka now this factory is designed to look like pretty much the Gundam anime. Huh? All the factories' components, the machines, look like different suits. Like, one looks like the Rick Dom. The, the toilet looks like a cockpit. The uh. toilet's for employees. And um, everyone wears a uniform like they're in the Earth Federation. And as you get promoted while working at the Gumpo Factory, you get little patches that you wear in your uniform, like in the military. Uh. But the same ones they wear in the Gundam universe It's so nerdy. They're like in cosplay every day while they're building this stuff.
3: I was about to say, on the one hand, that sounds like the coolest thing ever, and I want every workplace to do it. And then (laughs) I take that one step further, and I'm like, and that's
0: how our dystopia gets even worse. (laughs) Makes me want to work at the Pokemon Center.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they
0: do that, G. I don't
1: think they do You've got to legally change your name to Joy.
2: I actually went to the Pokemon Center in Ikebukuro. They did have cool, cool. uniforms. <laughs> oh, cool! So, in the year 2014, here's a fact: mm. that year, Bandai reported 641 million dollars in Gumball sales alone.
3: Is that U.S. dollars? Oh.
2: That's U.S. dollars. Six hundred forty-one million U.S. dollars. <laughs> yeah. I translated it from yen.
0: It's like a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I wish I could show you the toilet at this factory. Ah, It looks like like it's in Gundam colors. (laughs) Speaking of those rankings, people who build Gunpla, like, they have the models that are designed and built by people. So they have the display models, so you can see what they're supposed to look like. And the highest rank you can earn in Bandai is Meister. Does that sound familiar? If that does sound familiar, it's because you heard it in Gundam 00, Gundam 00, hmm. where the main characters are all called Gundam Meisters. They're Gundam pilots, and they call them Meisters.
0: Oh, that is familiar.
2: And that comes from the Bandai hierarchy of what they call people who are really good builders. Oh, yeah, there are only four in the world. Oh, wow. The most famous, he was just at Anime Expo this past weekend, is Majin Kawaguchi. Majin is his title. What? And he's actually a really down-to-earth guy. He creates tutorials for how to build Gunpla in both English and Japanese on his Facebook page, the Majin Kawaguchi <laughs> Facebook page. And he's this guy in his 50s who just is... Pretty much agreed to be the most accomplished Gumple Builder in the entire world. (laughs) And this is his second year in a row at Anime Expo. So I really need to go there and shake his extremely accomplished hand.
0: (laughs) Does he have like a medal or championship belt or trophy or Ah. something like that?
2: I mean, he should. You know, there is a championship for Gumple Building. Yes. The gumpa Builders World Cup, mm-hmm. held every year since 2011. Ooh. Usually somebody from Japan wins. Nobody from Canada has ever <laughs> won. Nobody from the United yes. States has ever won. Just, just letting you know now.
3: Not yet. <laughs>
2: you could be the first!
3: If you're listening to this podcast right now... Run out into the world, ah. go get as many gunfles as you can, <laughs> learn how to be the best like no one ever was.
2: Okay, I was wondering, because I'm like, it's not quantity that <laughs> helps you win the <laughs> Builder's World Cup.
3: But you need to learn. You need to learn how to get there. You need to take some steps. You need to collect the eight badges. If you're
0: here because because you just saw Nick would win the <laughs> <Gunful> <laughs> World Cup, welcome, and we knew it all along.
3: Ah. Hey, as it turns out, <laughs> And this is partly because the World Cup was part of the spotlight that I was learning about. The Eastern Finals, or the semifinals in Canada, are at Otakuthon, which, by the time this episode is released, gives me one week to become a master.
0: <laughs> I think you can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. How hard could it
3: be? Yeah, it's not like you've been writing a blog for it for years and uh, are also not not winning the championship.
2: Yeah, not even ready to enter. Yeah. I mean, you should see what people are building, that tournament-level stuff. I've seen... Well, when I was in Japan just this April, I saw some very beautiful tournament-level Gunpla. Like, some of it was featured at the Gunpla-based Tokyo, which is over in Odaiba, you know, next to the life-sized 1-1 scale unicorn Gundam, which is really why I went to Japan in the first place. (laughs) Because I went when they had the 1-1 original Gundam. And then they took it down and put up a new one. I'm like, oh, time to go back to Japan. <laughs> so I went there and they had like some finalists for the World Cup. These were not the winners. These were the finalists. And they were just these gorgeous paint jobs. Like I saw Houndstooth. Somebody hand painted oh, wow. a an aquatic Gundam that looked like it was underwater. It had like the, the ripple of like a pool, you know? Ooh that kind of pattern just these beautiful hand-painted things and then they would like make these homunculus gundams that look like praying mantises just like all these different parts of a kit or maybe like four or five kits technically like all glued together but it doesn't look like that it looks like it was always meant to be that way it's like sculpture it's art and and also like they had a bunch of like musicians like Gact and Dirt and Gray created their own gunpoint. <gasps> They're better than you will ever build. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like, where do they have time for this?
0: This episode's running through teen hard jobs for me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But oh.
2: here. Yeah, Gact got his start because of Gundam. I mean, that was one of his first things was that he did a Gundam opening. Hmm. and CL did one too.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Like, doing a Gundam intro has launched a lot of people's careers. Man.
3: Taking things in a a slightly different direction, Lauren, you have, like, gone to Japan, visited many different Gundam-related things, have over 50 Gunpla sitting in your house right now, based on earlier conversation.
2: That is correct. (laughs) You're, you're,
3: like, counting them. You're like, no, there's actually (laughs) 52. Um, What is it that got you into Gunpla in the first place?
2: Well, I got into Gundam because of Gundam Wing.
3: Mm
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And actually, I saw a really cute one when I was at a con with my husband, John. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. And he's like, you totally can. And I hope my site is doing what John did for me there. Because, I don't know, I had seen so many fancy, very elaborate builds. And I thought, oh, I can't do this. I'm not, like, that good with my hands. And, And he showed me that I could. And... Ever since then, I built so many I've built some very difficult ones all by myself, and I always have such a sense of accomplishment. I mean there's something to be said about doing something with your hands, getting away from the internet for one minute. This is so hard for me, <laughs> and creating something real that you can that you can feel and be like, "Look, I did this. We're all going to die but but look, I've left a mark oh. it's it's so meaningful, yeah, and really. I I hate that. I have to say that, oh, a guy got me into it. But, I mean, at least it was my husband. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I I want to encourage women especially because, I mean, I always thought, like, it wasn't for me. I never built model airplanes or anything when I was a kid. I mean, all my male friends did.
4: Hmm.
2: It was just not something that was, like, introduced to me. So, I always have a really nice manicure in every tutorial I create for Gunpla one, <laughs> I want you to know that I'm a woman mm-hmm. and that Gunpla is for girls, too. For a while, I was only hiring women. And then I was just like, you know, Gunpla is for everyone. I have to stop this. <laughs> that
0: sounds like you're almost at parity
2: on your website. Oh, yeah. With viewers, too. Like, yeah, it yeah, was like 55 idea. to 45 or something. Yeah. There's just so much you can do with Gunpla and you can get in- really into it or not into it at all. You can take cool photos with it. You could buy a fancy light box, or you can stick a Gunpla in a tree and make Ah. it look like it's in the jungle. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah, we had a contributor in Australia write about that. She put a Gundam in a flower pot. She puts them in her backyard. (laughs) These really cool nature shots, like she had created a diorama, but with way less effort.
0: (laughs) I love the idea of just, like, having them around around like your house and stuff but they're like doing things, they're like in a tree or (laughs) digging in the dirt or something
2: yeah I got tired of dusting them so I have most of mine in a glass cabinet right now, a really overcrowded glass cabinet but I I do love seeing them all the time and being like I built that, that's not just decoration Mm. actually I was on I was on TV recently (laughs) Mm. this is a great bragging thing
0: (laughs) I'm very excited. Yeah, I
2: was I was on I was on local television Ooh. for a Fox local station and the interviewer and the camera guy came to my house and looked around my living room and they said the guy said, "I wish my wife would let me decorate like this." And I'm like, <laughs> "I built these. These are mine.
3: <laughs> these are not baubles. They're works
0: of art."
2: I don't know. I was more offended. Like, do you think my husband built these? Or, well, sometimes Uh, people don't even realize they're built.
0: They're just like, you bought them and put this (laughs) way.
2: Which is a huge compliment, But really, it's just, you know, if you're not in the fandom. I mean, if you look close enough, you'll see, like, little imperfections. Yeah. Unless I've, like, really gone crazy with the sandpaper, you know?
0: Yeah. So is it like a little little fist pump when you walk by it?
2: Like, yeah. (laughs) That was me that did that. (laughs) Yeah. And then I remember the time in my life when I built that and what I was thinking about Mm -hmm. or where I built it. I built a bunch of them downtown in D.C. where I live Mm
4: -hmm.
2: at the American Art Museum where Obama's portrait is. Well, actually, Mm -hmm. all the president's portraits are there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would just sit there and build gumpla. And rarely would anyone ask me about it, actually, (laughs) because people just are doing all kinds of things in the atrium there. (laughs) there's a knitting club
0: it's kind of fun actually Mm. so is it pretty portable then?
2: yeah I just bring the box with me in public (laughs) yeah it it depends what you're doing I mean I guess if I were like spray painting I couldn't just do that anywhere but if I'm just putting something together so are you guys going to build Gumblin now?
0: have (laughs) I I tucked it up enough? well
2: um,
3: I have one question I want to ask before we get to that Okay, it's a quick one I hope it's a quick one. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So 3D printing is now becoming a lot more affordable. It's like more available. There's like 3D printers in a lot of public libraries, at least here in where I live and also in other parts of Ontario. Has that changed like the gunplay scene at all?
2: Um. Th- okay. So there's a part of Gunpool Building that I don't really get into where... You can buy kind of unofficial parts and pieces, usually from China, Mm. and you don't know what kind of plastic they're made out of or what. Mm. And people use them in order to turn existing official kits into kits that haven't been built yet with minimal effort. And I don't know how these guys in China are making these because I feel like 3D printing could really open that up so we don't have to... Well, I, I don't buy these because they're not official, and I feel like Bandai would, you know, go after my site if I talked to... Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> I think 3D printing could be really good. Once I had to buy a second entire kit because I lost, like, the chin part of a kit. And it's okay, each kit was only $15, but yeah, and then I spent $30 to just buy some additional pieces of a kit I already owned. So yeah, if I had had a 3D printer, that would have been a lot easier Hmm. But I'm sure I'm sure Bandai would not be happy about people starting to 3D print.
4: Oh, maybe not. But
2: I, oh. but as a, a fan, I think it'd be cool for creating accessories and different parts that could turn official kits into something that, that Bandai has not got around to creating. Like Windmill Gundam from uh, G Gundam. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, fun.
3: When you mentioned G Gundam earlier, it's like, yeah, all the ridiculous ones like Canada's Lumber Gundam and Netherlands <laughs> Windmill Gundam. <laughs>
2: I love how, how the oh, Lumber man. Gundam pretty much like hugs people to death. That's a very Canadian ah, way to kill.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me a little bit of Robot Jocks, the movie from the 80s. Never saw that. It's kind of similar to the whole Gundam idea. Every country has a mech. Wars are just fought between the mechs. Nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, G Gundam... The director was really into international cinema, which isn't always, like, mm. the most sensitive. Yeah.
4: So that's yeah. why a
2: lot of G Gundam looks like kind of sometimes mean <laughs> stereotypes, because that's where he was getting it from.
3: Yeah. Mm. Earlier you asked if we're going to get into Gunpla. Yes. I'm not going to avoid that, that answer. I'm going to say <laughs> very likely. <laughs> like, I look around my room and it's got a whole bunch of nerdy stuff. Behind me is a bunch of, like, manga and DVDs and stuff. But then off to, like, I remembered before this episode that, and this isn't Gunflow at all, but it's just like <laughs> it has this this tiny little, hello, little SD Gundam <laughs> <laughs> little out of focus. I think it's an Alex. That's what it says.
2: Yeah. From War in the Pocket. Ah. It's an OVA from, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what year. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about how war is bad see see look how smart i am i'm
0: wars,
3: wars digging back. this
2: up yep. from nowhere you know yeah uh
3: so i mean i feel like the answer is probably because a lot of my preconceptions were oh you have to like glue this together but now that i know that they're snapped together and you can put as much or as little effort into it as you as you want and also that they're a lot more affordable than i thought i'm thinking probably gonna pick up a condom wing
2: I just linked you to the Alex (laughs) Gunpla. Okay. Uh, This one is... Oh, wait, this is the action figure. Sorry. I need to find a better one for you. Don't kid around. you can can build a full-size Alex if you want.
3: I haven't watched a lot of Gundam, but I've always been interested
0: in giant robots. (laughs) Would you like to answer this uh, next Z, or should
1: I? Sure. No, I can jump in. Kind of take this question and generate a, a miniature question out of it. Since... it himself from a bigger spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Lauren, so since uh, Gunpla has become sort of snapped together, like since the 90s, how similar is it to Lego now? What? That's not answering the question. Well, I mean, like, I've done Lego in the past. I don't have any history of model building (laughs) except for building Lego, you know?
2: I'm so glad you said that, because that's what we tell people, is that it's just like Lego in that... All the instructions, they're not Mm -hmm. just in English or just in Japanese. They're mostly pictures. And you look at the pictures just like you do with Lego. Anyone in any country could put a Lego together, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay, so they're, like, pretty similar, except with Gunpla, you're building, like, cool-looking mecha. And with Lego, you're just building, like, a house. (laughs) It's the
3: only thing you <laughs> can do with Lego. Hey, you definitely can't build like an X-Wing or a TIE fighter or anything like that. Nope, just yeah. as
2: Yeah, there's Maybe. a Lego store near, near me and you can make a pirate <laughs> ship and
3: stuff. You can make the Taj
0: Mahal if you want yeah. to spend a lot of money. It's true. It's no, true. There's, there's a lot of deluxe Lego stuff out there. Ice Planet was my jam.
3: <laughs> it's like $40 to get the wing Gundam. I mean, what? Keep going.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm not shopping on the air. <laughs> I just sent you the Alex
2: for sixteen dollars. Oh the Alex from uh War in the Pocket.
1: Research on the air. Shopping, shopping on the air. air. What's Where, next?
0: did you answer did you say yes? Is that what you <laughs> um, <was? laughs> I mean
1: I'm I, I was trying to maybe avoid all of a no, uh seriously. I mean like I'm kinda curious, but eh, I don't know if I'd be curious enough to to go
2: out and buy one. Right now from Amazon.
3: Guess what Z's getting for Christmas? <laughs>
2: oh, boy. Which one would you build if you did build one? That's a better question.
1: No idea. Whichever one looks the coolest.
2: So the astray. Probably. One with a sword. If I know Z.
1: <laughs> a lot of them have swords. So is a scythe a sword, Z? No. Okay. Well. <laughs> How
2: about the little tiny one that's in a cute? Chibi form with two samurai swords. Huh? That's nice. I
1: could, yeah, I could start out with a chibi with an SD.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's like a level one commitment. Uh, mm-hmm. as they <laughs> What's your level <laughs> of oh, commitment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see myself giving it a shot at that level. G. All right, time to bring everybody down. Time to bring everybody
0: down. Oh no. Uh, I I was watching 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 some videos, but like, here's things you need to get started. And This is what it looks like when you take it out of the box. That's what you, I started sweating. Ah. Detail oriented stuff is like the opposite of what I like to do. See, we were talking before the show that you found that that people, you know, found it a very relaxing, yeah, sort of thing, or like a like concentrating on on getting off the internet and concentrating <laughs> on a single task.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a meditation in motion sort of thing for some people.
0: Yeah.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I can do that with a puzzle, but if you add a third dimension, I'm not not having fun doing it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you could kind of think of this as a 3D puzzle since everything snaps together in a specific way. Right,
0: yeah. Yeah. According to researchers
3: in 2005, Japanese researchers, in a study of university students, building Gunpla before doing mathematical drills produced a significant improvement in completion time just saying the science well, the science I do is there, do a G. lot of mathematical yeah. drills yeah.
0: <laughs> so i i can make time for that but i'm very interested in um, build fighters and build divers oh
2: i think you'll love it because you don't you don't need even though they're constantly referencing older shows you don't have to have seen these older shows in order to get enjoyment out of it oh good <laughs> a lot of people will say it's their first show
0: really um hmm. I watched, you know, a little bit of Gundam Wing, but that's about it. I, I guess some of g Gundam that strikes a bell for me. But, like, the idea of these shows, I, I like, I love it. Do they follow on from one another?
2: Well, first there's Gundam Build Fighters, mm-hmm. then there's Gundam Build Fighters, Try, mm-hmm. And Gundam Build Divers seems, we're not sure yet if it's in the same universe. Oh, I think okay. we're going to discover that over time.
0: All right. I'll start with, with Build Fighters. Mm-hmm. Then. But yeah, I love, I love the idea of that. It's like, it's like the fandom, like, like eating itself almost. Ah. It sounds really entertaining.
1: Yeah. What's crazy to me about the fact that there are actually series about people making gunpla is that apparently the models didn't come out until after the original Gundam show was canceled. Oh really? So it's like from series to models to back to series.
2: Yeah, I think of the Build Fighters series as like a love letter to the Gundam mm-hmm. universe, like for fans by fans. Definitely buy fans. I mean, you can tell.
0: <laughs> yeah, as a, you're talking about earlier about um, you're compiling like a pre-order list or something like that.
2: Oh um, yeah, every yeah. month yeah. on Gunpla 101 I write about what came out in the past month. I actually just put this up today because I'm behind. So I wrote what came out in June and what you can pre-order that's coming out sometime in July. And every month there's at least like there's like five to ten at least <laughs> When there's a show airing, there are more. So, like, when Iron-Blooded Orphans was airing, there were just constant kits.
0: Is there a uh, keeping up with the Joneses aspect? Like, you gotta keep, keep on top of the newest yeah. models at all.
2: I definitely feel like newer models, they're always developing new technology to make them more fun or easier to build.
0: Okay. Hmm.
2: And I'm always seeing things like... Oh, I really I really want to build this. Like they'll be like, "Oh, here's the first time we've rebuilt this kit as a Gunpla in 30 years or oh. something." Like we made we made one in the 80s and now you can build it again. And I definitely don't want to build one that's that that's like super old because I know I'll put a lot of work into it and it it won't even look that great. Yeah. So if it's a kit I really like, and they do a newer version i'll want that and then of course i'll just be like walking around the dealer's room at a con i'll be like i have to have this i'm i wrote a site it's for
0: work <laughs> <Research>. yeah
3: <laughs>
2: i need this i mean
0: are you ever surprised when you see them at a con or are you pretty well versed in like everything that's going to be coming out at any given time
2: sometimes i'm surprised by how soon i see things mm-hmm. Because sometimes vendors at cons won't go through Bluefin, which oh, is the yeah. only official distributor. They'll get stuff straight from Japan. And, you know, they are, they're almost exactly the same. Stuff from Bluefin has a holographic sticker on it, so you you know it's been okayed by Bluefin. Okay, But, you know, they're all, like, a mix of English and Japanese. They they don't make special ones for the West.
3: Well, so uh, I was thinking about that in LEGO, and in LEGO there's, like, these... I mean, obviously, there's, like, not Lego. There's, like, Mega Bloks and right. stuff. But there's also, like, forbidden build techniques. And, like, my famous last words from last episode were, like, are there forbidden build techniques in Gunpla?
2: Are there? I mean, I always am saying, like, Gunpla is freedom. Gunpla is for everyone. Gunpla freedom's freedom the line from Build Fighters, of course. <laughs> forbidden technique.
3: I mean, it's... In the context of LEGO, it was just meaning, like, things that are agreed upon as, like, we don't do this.
2: This is something I would like to ask my Twitter audience on Gunpla101, because I I do not know. Like, what is something we've all agreed not to do? Is there anything? Mm-hmm.
0: Is everything game?
3: Because you talked about the master Gundam builder, and they took these various models and glued them together, so that's clearly allowed.
2: Yeah, that that's totally fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paint your Gundam, light it on fire. Yeah. I've done <laughs> that. Yeah, I was just telling you.
3: <laughs> All totally fine.
2: Yeah, I, I saw a really cool gunpla that somebody had on display at Anime Expo called Vincent Van Goof, Goof being a type of um, mobile suit. And she had painted it. This is Tex Marquise who did this. She had painted it to look like a Van Gogh painting. What?
4: Cool.
2: Yeah. Wow. You could buy cake around Christmas that looks like the head of a mobile suit. Huh. In Japan, that is. Of course. Of course. Yeah, what what is forbidden? <laughs> is anything off-limits?
1: Maybe mixing and matching bits, if that's even possible. Like taking the the arm from one model and popping it into no, the next No, you're
2: encouraged one? to do that. Yeah? Like, that's a whole reason for grades. Like, if I have high-grade models... Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that were made relatively around the same time. Like, maybe I have a bunch that were all made in 2016. Those parts are, like, pretty much interchangeable. I could just stick those arms on another another kit.
4: Oh, dang. Wow.
2: Yeah, because Gundam Build Fighters is about, you know, like, kit bashing, creating your own custom build. Mm -hmm. So they really try to encourage people to be creative about that.
0: Sounds like maybe the forbidden build technique would be using a 3d printer (laughs) maybe
2: yeah because this is like their big cash cow
0: they are using using chinese bootleg parts
2: i i swear this is why in gun to build divers which is going on right now like the protagonist kit was broken and then it was built better than ever by that then broken again And built better than ever And you could buy all three of those (laughs) (laughs) Amazing jeez!
1: But the real question is Could you buy model kits to make The broken ones
2: I mean you can distress stuff
0: You can build and step on it
1: (laughs) But I guess you could
2: Yeah I was just telling you about um, One of the contributors She won best AU at Anime Expo AU for alternate universe Gundam Mm. I think Mm Mm-hmm. And um, let me show you this this Gundam. It's completely destroyed, and you know it was a lot of work to completely destroy this Gundam.
1: Yeah, it's got to be completely destroyed just right.
2: Mm-hmm. In the perfect way. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm sending you right now the um, tutorial she did for us. So this is like I think t- you you spend three hundred dollars on this, and then you spend a couple months breaking it down perfectly, mm-hmm. just ruining it, you know, and then it wins an award. <laughs>
0: Sounds pretty simple when you put it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Destroy things creatively.
2: Yeah. Step one: buy a three hundred dollar Gundam. Step two: question mark. Step three: you <laughs> you did it.
0: <laughs> well, that's fairly incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if there isn't really like a forbidden technique or anything like that, uh, a much simpler question. Have you ever built a kit and given it away as a gift?
2: Nobody would want mine. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Because my my parents asked this too. They're like they could see these things. They don't understand it, but they are aware. They're like your gumbo mm-hmm. collection is that like worth hundreds of dollars since you spent hundreds of <laughs> dollars on it? I'm like no, doesn't work. Once that you way. take it out of the box, <laughs> nobody wants it. Like I could sell a kit I haven't built mm-hmm. because then they can build it themselves. On the other hand, if you're very good, like I do have one contributor, she builds Gunpla for people on commission, Ooh. like really beautiful custom Gunpla, like with metallics, really fancy stuff. People will pay her for that. People will not pay me for my Gunpla that I'm just building for <laughs> fun. But that is something that happens. Okay. And I, I definitely, um, I received a Death Scythe Hell Master Grade Gundam as a wedding gift. Because my friends know me really well.
1: That's awesome. Already made or in the kit?
2: Yeah, in the kit. Okay. For John and I to build together. And we did. Okay.
1: Cool. But like just building a, a kit and then, you know, giving it as a gift to commemorate this or that occasion doesn't really happen. It's more about like giving somebody the kit so they can have the enjoyment of building it themselves.
2: Wasn't there a proposal on the internet where someone on Twitter told this girl, hey, you want to see my Gundam? <laughs> and, you know, I know that sounds dirty, but he actually sent her a Gundam. Oh. Interesting. And then they got married.
1: Cool. I didn't come across that at all, but the reason I asked about gifts is because last episode, my famous last words were that uh, Gunpla building is the modern-day ship-in-a-bottle building. <laughs> Do people give away ships in a bottle? Apparently that was one of the major things that, they, that would happen with them. They were given as gifts. Oh. Apparently the whole tradition started because sailors had a whole lot of time on journeys that would take weeks or months, maybe even years to finish, so they would build these ships and bottles, commemorate the voyage or the ship, and be given away as gifts. So that's kind of like the main takeaway I got from researching ships and bottles, because my famous last words, I was trying to make that connection, but it sounds like Gunpla is is Gunpla.
0: (laughs) If someone gave me a ship and a bottle as a gift, I'd be
2: pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it takes a long time to build. I'd be kind of impressed.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Please do not make any vibrations in your house. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Yes, I just sent you the Gundam proposal. I also sent you Emily's completely distressed, expensive, (laughs) award-winning kit. Yeah, so, I mean... You know, it's a spectrum.
3: Uh, for anybody following along either on the stream or on the cast, if you can't see these things, they'll be included in the show notes
0: so you know what the heck we're talking about. Anyways, see, I think in terms of giving, in, in, in giving gifts, it ultimately depends on what the occasion is. Like, For example, the 20th anniversary is the Death Scythe-Hell anniversary. So then that would be an appropriate gift.
2: Yeah, that's what everyone says. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we just celebrated our fifth anniversary. What is that? Paper? No, paper's the first. I'm just, bad at this. Uh... We need the plastic anniversary, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are they all plastic? Anniversary?
2: Fifth anniversary. It's
0: wood, isn't
2: it? Wood! Wooden in gunplay.
0: Whoa, that sounds... Well, you could take it a step further and do the Lumber Gundam, and then it's mm-hmm. kind yeah! of
3: like...
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: A little CanCon in there. <laughs> we try to have a certain percentage of Canadian content on every episode.
2: That's beautiful. Yeah. Very patriotic.
0: No one's come after us, yes, but they, you know, they might. <laughs> fingers crossed. Who knows? <laughs> what do you find the most satisfying part?
2: Of building Gunflow? Yes. Definitely the moment when it snaps. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you're watching a movie or a show about sewing where they show people with their sewing machine just slaving over it but really they're spending all that time like measuring fabric, cutting fabric, pinning fabric, yeah. draping it over <laughs> uh, uh, a mannequin. Yeah, I mean sewing's horrible. Okay, you heard it from me. And um so with gunpla, I spend all this time like cutting it out of the sprue, sanding it down so it's perfectly smooth, maybe I'll paint it. If I'm going to paint it, I'm going to have to soak it in water and dish soap, then I'm going to have to dry it, and then I'm going to have to go outside into the the parking lot because I live in an apartment, paint the whole thing, let it dry on some sticks, wait 24 hours, (laughs) I mean, you know, all this crap. So when I finally am actually putting it together and snapping it together, that is the best part. And no, I don't always do all that every time. Sometimes I just want to build a gumbo for for instant gratification.
3: Fair enough. Is there, like, a place where people get together and meet to talk about Gunpla specifically? Like, I know there are anime conventions, and they are kind of a catch-all of many different aspects of anime fandom. But is there, in North America, like, a a Gunpla convention?
2: I don't think so, but there's definitely... Like, if you live in New York or New Jersey, you can take Gundam classes. Uh, Gundam Planet offers classes you can sign up for and they teach you different techniques and i think they do this at some stores around california too definitely nothing around me (laughs) one day i'm gonna like just you know get a hotel room for a week and take a class at gundam planet in i think they're in like long island or something and learn something completely new
4: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah because there's different organizations like those gundam guys there's a group in texas too and these people will either, like, work together to enter tournaments, or they'll just, like, give classes, or, or they'll hang out, practice different techniques. Kind of like Warhammer people. Mm-hmm. Gumbla mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. That is something I do not have where I am. And I think one day I should start a Gumbla club.
0: You definitely should. I mean, there's a flipping games workshop in every mall that I go into. There should, there should at least <laughs> mm-hmm. be a Bandai one as well.
2: Yeah, I wonder if some of those games workshops also have, like, Gumbla classes. I just haven't looked in a while.
0: I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be nice of them. (laughs) (laughs) You find a lot of people stick to one Gundam universe?
2: Hmm. Well, there's one huge... Uh, Okay, so the Gundam multiverse... Wow, you opened a can of worms. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the Gundam Multiverse, most things are in the Universal Century. They're not in like universes, they're more like in timelines. Okay. So the main one is the Universal Century. Mm. And more Gundam shows fit into that than they do into any alternate universes, such as um After Colony.
3: After Colony 195. <laughs> or
2: um after war. That's Gundam X. Correct century that's turn A, I forget what G Gundam is, oh future century, yeah, so if you're gonna stick with a, a century, obviously it's going to be a universal century because there's just so many to pick from, mm-hmm. but I don't think people have like certain allegiances, like I won't touch the a u s because we've had alternate universes since G Gundam back in the nineties. It's not like it's this brand new controversial thing to have Gundam alternate universes, so I don't think people like stick to one okay. here i am the spokesperson for the gundam fandom
0: <laughs> yeah you have
2: to speak for all um... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, all millions or billions of people <laughs> around the world who love gundam well okay
3: here's here's a slightly different question off of that so in your particular case are you like more xeon or more earth federation
2: oh definitely a People ask me this all the time. They're like, "Are you Earth Federation or Xeon? I'm definitely like A.U.G., which is neither of those. Maybe the only correct, possibly socialist <laughs> organization. <laughs> uh, yeah. I because people love to be like Zeke Xeon! and I don't know. In this political climate, I cannot, in good conscience, be like, "Oh yeah, Xeon, hooray!" You know, because they are based on they're based on space Nazis, and in in this day and age. It's just hard to tell like what's ironic and what's parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know the Federation's a bunch of wimps. So I always say, "Auk." <laughs> yeah, this is this is Gundam After Dark now. <laughs> Federation or wimps, come here.
3: This is Nixon Night Gundam After Dark. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully, we're not killing our guests. That's not the kind of After yeah. Dark we want this to be.
1: Nope.
2: Nah, it's all it's all the it's all the plastic model dust. You know, yeah. it's
0: one thing that you didn't mention up till this point but the plastic model dust will kill.
4: You. <laughs> oh boy.
2: I mean if you're if you're spray painting and stuff you yeah. should wear a mask. If you're using an airbrush, you can wear a paper mask.
4: Mike, be careful.
2: I use um a lot of weathering pigments if I want to make something look like it's really been in battle and has like <laughs> like space dust on it or mud. Mm. And when I'm using those, I always wear gloves. Sometimes I'll also wear a mask. It looks just like eyeshadow. Hmm. Because at, at the be- in the beginning, people would use cosmetics. Oh, fun. They would get cosmetics and use them to make, like, kind of shimmery looking space dust on their yeah. gunpla. So when Tamiya, the hobby company, found out about that, they started selling accessories for building the stuff that looked like eyeshadow palettes and um, and brushes and stuff. But if you put this on your eyes, you will die. Huh.
1: Don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Good to know.
2: I do use like eyeliner brushes. Not ones I use, like old ones or ones I've purchased yeah. for this. And I use like old um, blush brushes to dust my gumpla, and, and and I use nail polish remover if I get paint kind of where I don't want it to kind of smooth that out. If I'm just doing very detailed paint work. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, gumpla is a lot like giving yourself a makeover. A lot of the same tools I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm.
3: my fiance looks up a lot of videos on like ball joint dolls mm-hmm. and so there's it's different because it's snapped together robots but all the detail work sounds very similar
2: yeah and keep in mind you don't have to do any detail work at all with Downfly. you get the kit it has everything you need in the kit for $16 <laughs> the alex it's calling your name <laughs> T, you know you want it It's
0: all been a pitch
1: Yes.
2: yeah this whole thing buy all our play sets and toys
0: <laughs> thanks cheat commandos it just hit me in the back of the brain when you said that
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah i mean gundam build fighters is pretty much a 30 minute commercial that went on for like 25 weeks but what was more unexpected is that we all loved it <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like similarly, I could not give less of a crap about Transformers, mm-hmm. but if there was a show that was about people who, like, built Transformers, I would watch that.
2: You know, like, big nerds who just love Transformers. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much what Gundam Build Fighters is. I think people should watch it. There is a scene where the kind of ladies' man guy... Mm-hmm offers a Gundam to a woman he's trying to seduce and she is just so into it. She's like, oh, who is this Gundam from? <laughs> and he's over at a table wearing sunglasses like, hey. hey man.
0: <laughs> In the show, are Gundams, like, cool? Is everyone into it?
2: I mean, this is created by Bandai. Of course Gundams <laughs> are cool. And it. the more you buy, the cooler you are.
3: Nah. Well, everyone, I just figured out how to become the <laughs> coolest person on the internet. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. Capitalism. <laughs> yes.
0: Let's down this portion with this. Lauren, what's your number one model that you own? Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. For any reason. Be it sentimental or most expensive or biggest. You just ask
3: her to pick which of her babies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my
1: goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of them equally. Just cover all of the other Gundam's ears. You know, <laughs> it'll uh-huh. be fine.
2: I'm, I guess the one I, like I'm proudest of building... Is uh, you know, my mobile fighter G Gundam, mm-hmm. the namesake one of the show, because I used a metallic gold marker to customize all the parts that were yellow on the original, and then also just some other parts I wanted to add gold foil detailing to. I put a lot of thought into that one, and I feel like it's the most me of all the ones I've built.
4: Oh, that's awesome.
2: But I also really like my Master Grade Mark II. Ah, this is hard. You're doing great. (laughs) I'm sorry, other Gundams.
0: Hopefully they weren't paying attention.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm sure they got a lot on their
2: minds.
0: (laughs) All right. T, would you like to uh, point the spotlight?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, before we do that, Michael, our guest from last episode, had said, how big can the models get... And we didn't explicitly answer that, but I think, Lauren, you'd mentioned that there's a one-to-one scale Gundam in (laughs) Odiva.
2: There absolutely is. The biggest one you can buy and have in your house is Mega Grade. It is a 133. Wow. Or maybe 130. Okay, so don't quote me, but it's big.
3: (laughs) It's big. It's like a child. It's like, okay. (laughs) So, Michael, uh, if you're listening to this week's episode, you can get a child-sized Gundam no problems <laughs> they will not ask you any questions about it no problems no questions asked yes. It's my life. but yes g you were asking about this week's spotlight and we actually already mentioned it earlier on in the episode uh, the spotlight this week which is related to this week's topic is the gunpla builders world cup which you can find at bandai-hobby.net slash gbwc uh, a little excerpt from the Canadian version of the website. Gunplay Builders World Cup is the official Gunpla. I keep saying Gunplay and Gunpla. That's bad. It's...
0: it's also what my autocorrect thinks uh, on my phone.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is why I no longer like wear my Gunpla-ish freedom shirt downtown. Oh. I just wonder if yeah. people think I'm talking about like enjoying mm. guns.
3: Mm. It is the official global tournament presented by Bandai where modellers around the world show off their completed Gundam models. The competition determines the greatest gunpla builder in the world and lets creators fight for the title of Gunpla World Cup Champion. As I mentioned earlier, if you happen to be at Otakuton next week when this episode is officially released, you can probably participate in the Canadian semifinals portion of the GBWC. If not, uh, there's lots of other places because there's multiple competitions around the world before they end up, I'm sure, in Japan. Where everyone will lose unless you're from Japan. Ah. Not guaranteed, <laughs> just very likely. Hey man, be the first. Be the first.
2: Yeah, you're going to be the first Canadian Gundam champion.
3: And it's going to yeah. be the Lumber Gundam. Ah. Gotta be fully patriotic for this one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. Yep. And then you just gotta get in touch with Bandai and have an anime made about you.
3: Wait, didn't they just make an anime about, not Bandai, but like Netflix or somebody did one about Ingress, the game before Pokemon Go? Oh,
1: hey.
4: Oh, didn't they?
3: Yeah, not important. We'll talk about this (laughs) later. That is this week's Spotlight, the Gunpla Builders World Cup.
0: Lauren, I know you got a couple of things going on. We may have mentioned Gunpla 101 a couple of times. Is there anything else that you'd like to plug that you'd like people to find?
2: Yeah, I'm going to be at Otakon and i will be giving a panel called 39 years of gundam anime Ooh. and a few other gundam things like the art in gundam is another panel i'll be giving so if you happen to be in the dc area in august i mean you might be who knows <laughs> you know maybe check that out
0: so this is of course Phanthropological. you can check out our shiny new website over at com, uh, where each week we cover a different fandom in depth you can find us at all good podcatchers Stitcher, iTunes, Podcast Addict. So if you'd like, uh, please uh, subscribe and leave a rating or review. Let people know uh, what's going on with the podcast so we can reach more ears. If you have a suggestion for a fandom that you'd like to see us cover on the show, have any of your own Gun Plus stories, or just want to uh, let us know that we were wrong about something, please email us Nick at Um You can also find us around the internet, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the Nextcast. Just Google the next guest and we will be the ones that pop up t t it's time to talk about the race against time t t i'm teeing you up to talk about the race against oh hey
3: (laughs) cool as g very briefly mentioned the race against time what is it why should you care the race against time is our annual charity marathon this year is a little bit different actually but this year we're doing two 12-hour marathons to play through chrono trigger get all of its 13 endings and raise money for the Alzheimer's Society of Canada. Why would we do that? Well, because Alzheimer's is a terrible disease that robs people of their memories, and much like in Chrono Trigger, where you are fighting to change a future that may not happen to you, we are fighting to change a future that may or may not happen to us by raising money for the Alzheimer's Society of Canada. If you're interested in that, you can go to raceagainsttime.io or twitch.tv slash theraceagainsttime. If you're feeling generous, you can even donate right now By going to raiseagainsttime.io slash donate, all the proceeds go directly to the Alzheimer's Society of Canada.
1: Yes. If you happen to be listening to this podcast as an audio podcast, first off, thank you very much for listening. But you could be uh, listening in a different way every week when we record these things live, most of the time on Monday nights around 8 p.m. over on twitch.tv slash the next cast so you know you might be asking yourself well why would i want to you know listen to this podcast at a certain time when i can listen to it anytime well there are are many benefits to joining us on twitch.tv slash the next cast when we record these episodes such as enjoying the chat you can ask questions down there of us of other people in the chat of our guests you can you know engage in the conversation that we're having as well you could uh, possibly also participate in the famous last words
3: yes so we mentioned that a little bit earlier famous last words is our chance to ask a question or make a statement before we do the research for next week's topic next week we will be covering scott pilgrim fandom the popular at some point possibly still popular graphic novel series canadian gravity. yeah about some guy from toronto who uh fights <laughs> some evil exes so for everybody what are your famous last words about scott pilgrim phantom lauren you are also welcome to join in on this when i'm not putting you on the spot i'm just teeing you up
2: yeah, I'm not that into Scott Pilgrim because I was really into Brian Lee O'Malley's first comic, Lost at Sea, Ooh. and nobody wanted to talk about it with me. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh Lord, Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> and Brian Lee O'Malley's so great! Like, well, I've been trying to tell you.
3: Did you like Seconds? Do you like Snot Girl?
2: <laughs> I have not um, checked out either of those.
0: Okay, Seconds—the the bitterness is still uh, is good.
2: Yeah, I know about. I know you. about them. Don't worry. I really like his ex-wife's stuff. You know, Hope Larson stuff. So. Now do I have to pick an allegiance, you
3: know? No, no, no. I don't know a lot about
0: the creator's history, so now I'm like, ah, let's look up that person.
3: See what they've done. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: We'll try and express your bitterness as best we can on the next episode.
4: hmm
1: I've got one cute. All right, go for it. I'm really curious to know, because in my own opinion, I thought it was fairly faithful. But, how divisive was the movie?
0: In my personal household, very. <laughs> Perfect. It's about a 50-50 split, I would say.
1: I just need to expand that uh, <laughs> that number a little bit, you know, maybe to the size of the internet, and I'll be good. I'll have an answer.
0: Beyonce hates the movie a lot. Okay, I'm going to try not to
3: touch that. I've got
1: something. <laughs> All right. I want to know
3: how many people are pro-Scott. Mm.
4: All
3: right. Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to answer that, but I mean, from what I remember from the movie and the graphic novel series, like, Scott is not a good person. He gets better at the end, but he's not a good person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I guess, how popular is he as a character within the fandom?
0: Mm, I'm trying to have a bunch of, like, little, little clouds that I'm trying to push together. Uh, um, is the music portion of scott pilgrim as important to the graphic novel fans that is to the fans of the movie
3: got it written down okay lauren we are not forcing you to have famous last words but if no, you I, want... I,
0: I th- I, i'm pretty sure that she did oh okay
2: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i guess like what did you guys think of lost at sea <laughs> do you want to talk to about lost at sea with me the guest from the last episode <laughs>
0: literally write that I'm writing that right (laughs) so if you have some Lost to Sea related words coming at you in in a month's time or so that's why okay I think that's the end of the
3: podcast yeah thank you again Lauren for joining us
2: thank you so much for having me Caitlin told me it was a good time and it was she said for a good time go on the Nickcast and (laughs) wow
3: so that's how the word's getting around
2: (laughs) yeah I saw it like in a bathroom somewhere you know (laughs)
3: So we've crossed into the U.S. We've crossed into the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're within... Oh, wait. I'm not going
0: there. I am not going there. Great episode. Thanks for joining us, everybody. (laughs) All right, everyone. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Until next time, we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.
2: recording
3: perfect uh nick g is our host so he's gonna introduce everybody he'll mm-hmm. start off the show and he'll introduce us and then he'll introduce you um then we'll get into fan of facts uh get into the main discussion and then um we have like a little bit of a spotlight and plugs at the end uh nick z is our editor so thank god we have him
2: <laughs> and then you're the liaison I guess you find guests.
3: Kind, uh, I'm just the all hands guy. <laughs> I I do all the I handle all the technical yeah. stuff, so the website and um, any I I do a lot of liaison
0: stuff. But um...
2: how many nicks does it take to run a podcast? <laughs>
0: <sighs> we haven't tried with less than three.